everybody, this is Bunkhouse Bob. And the lovely Live from the Armory Wrestling Show is heard worldwide. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. But this is an FNX.network plug, which means we're heard from Mobile, Alabama to Melbourne, Australia. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Check us out on FNX.network. What do you say, Laura? Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. You're lying, Bob. I never said I don't want to do this interview. Those words yes, never came yeah. out of my mouth. You are the, the biggest lying sack of crap ever. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Yes, Laura almost got lost in her home state of West Virginia, but she's with us tonight. How are you, Laura? And the lovely Laura. Foot is about to find your ass as a home state if you keep that shit up. Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. My name is the Bunkhouse Bob, and I am the greatest wrestling mind of the 21st century. Folks, this is episode 293 of the program. This is our final episode of 2019. We're glad that you're on board with us. Whether you've listened to one episode or all 293, we thank you very much for your support. Coming up at 7:30, our final guest for the year. This year will be the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow, will be joining us at 7.30. Very excited to have Lindsay on the program with us tonight. Folks, uh, we would encourage you to go over to www.fnx.network. Make sure that you're checking out all the great content that's available on FNX. A lot of great contributors, great people putting forth great content for your reading and listening enjoyment. Make sure you're checking them out. And while you're checking stuff out, make sure you go over to www.prowrestlingtees.com. Type in FNX Network up in the search bar, and there are a couple of live from the Armory Wrestling Show shirts that you can purchase, make a great holiday gift, because ta-da, the holidays are right upon us, believe it or not. What is it, like two weeks till Christmas, something like that? Uh, and as always, if you have a question, a comment, a critique, or a criticism, about a guest or a commentary that you have heard on this program, you can always email us at asktheArmory at gmail.com. Speaking of Christmas, one of Santa's jolly elves is with us tonight, as she is each and every week. Folks, I'd like to welcome to the program the other co-host of this show, the lovely Laura. Laura, how are you? I'm sick, Bob. Uh, I saw your post. What what happened? Everything was going just hunky dory and then yesterday it hit me yeah i got some scratchy 
throat. I feel like poo. Think it's uh, delayed crud, or you think it's change of weather crud, or just plain old crud? I think it's delayed wrestlecade crud. Really? You got well, you're gonna blame it on that anyway, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm sorry that you're feeling under the weather. You go to the doctor. You taking anything? You're not like all hyped up on cough syrup tonight, are you? Um, no, I'm not hyped up on cough syrup. I've taken um. Actually, it's the worst thing I've ever tasted in my whole entire life. It is um, elderberry and dark honey cough syrup. Elderberry and dark Mm -hmm. honey cough syrup. I have never heard of such a thing. Where did you procure this from? Um, The witch woman down the road gave it to me. Now, (laughs) I got it at Chuck. Okay. Got it at Food Lunch. Okay. All right. Okay. Elderberry well, um, syrup is supposed to help knock out, you know, it, it's supposed to help get rid of, um, like, colds and things like that. So right. I feel better than I did yesterday. I did not go to work today. That's how bad um, I felt this morning when I got up. So I don't miss work. All right. Um, so, uh, okay. Well, I was going to say. If that mm-hmm. didn't work, if that didn't work, you could always try that Robitussin DM. You know what that DM stands for, don't you? No. Dynamite, if you drink enough of it. Yeah, I'm sure it does, because that's what you'll be acting like is Jimmy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to mess with that with a 10-foot pole. The elderberry stuff's already got me thrown off, and the witch woman down the road. I, For some reason, I just see a little shack, a lady in there cooking up some home remedies that just doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're feeling better, somewhat better. Yeah, I was, you know, bragging. Not bragging. I just said, you know, I didn't get the <clears throat> wrestle case. I don't think that right. was actually bragging. It's just a statement. Because it is. normally it shows up by now. Um, yeah, but it's no. true. Yeah. Did he hit you today? He drove home that one year. Yeah. Oh God, that was miserable. Absolutely miserable. So I empathize with you. I, I, I haven't gotten anything. Knock on wood. You know, everything should be good. I'm, I'm hoping anyway. I, I feel fine. So we'll see. Well, I hope so uh, too. I don't. I hope you don't get. Yeah. yeah, I hope I don't either. Because there's a few people that have it. So we sympathize and empathize with you folks if you ended up with the WrestleCade crud. Uh, speaking of crud, you want to go on and uh, get out the social media stuff and let's hit this week's Twitter poll. Yeah, um, let's um, take a look at um, George One Toy Coles here. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I got, I got a better one. George... I reside on the island of Misfit Toys Coles. He's a George in the box. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What did he what what did he come up with this week? He he came up with a great I think I think a great question and I tried to post one of my favorite um a picture of one of my favorite Christmas presents ever and for some reason it's not wanting to post. Um but okay. anyway, the okay. best rest Related holiday gift you have received. The best wrestling. Okay. Okay. Tickets, action figure toys, clothing, other leave in comments. 
And so mm-hmm. 50% said action figure slash toys. Okay. And the rest was all tied for uh, 17% tickets, clothing, and other leaving comments. And a couple people left some stuff um, at, or at God Yes. At God Rescue Mary Gentleman, Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall on VHS. Bulldog wins a battle royal, and his trophy is basically a teapot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a Royal Albert uh, Hall. Okay. Right. And at Rogue Arrow, who is our good friend Brandy Eggleston from Turnbuckle Cupcakes, mm-hmm. took tickets to my Ring of Honor show where she met Adam Cole for the first time. No, okay. All right. That's pretty good. Um, so, um, uh, a replica. Ho, ho, Jose says a replica championship belt. But I do want to add a little bit to uh, Brandy. She was going through a rough time at that uh, at that time. Um, mm-hmm. The show was the day my grandma was admitted to the hospital and put on life support. She passed away a month later. At that time, the show and Adam were the only things I looked forward to. So, okay. Um, I understand. When 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 you've got things that um, you know you look forward to, and you kind of those those get you through those rough times. So bless your heart, Brandy. Um, what I had posted was one of my favorite Christmas presents of all time that I got in 1978. I was four mm-hmm. years old. <clears throat> okay. It was the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know how kindred spirits that we are. When it comes to that, I was a little older. Mm-hmm. I was a little older, but I got the Millennium Falcon for Christmas oh. in 1978. That's awesome. You know, um, that is the one ship that I wanted, and my mother yeah. would not get it. To, but, and also, she wouldn't give me an ad at because it was $40. Yeah. And it was a lot I'm of not, money back uh, then. It was, but, you know, and. 1983, she got me the Ewok Village for Christmas, and I'm like, how much did that cost? <laughs> so, you know, see, yeah, seeing how we're counting up pennies here. Uh, well, yeah, uh, let's see. Well, there, there are two things. There are two things. The we'll, we'll tackle the poll first. I'm trying to think that the greatest wrestling or the best wrestling gift I've ever received at Christmas time, you got me a pretty sweet shirt, midnight express shirt. That was, that was Mm -hmm. pretty cool. That was, that's one of my favorites. And I am certain, I am certain there was like, I want to say it was like the three faces of Foley DVD set or something like that. Oh, I know what it was. I've still got it. It is the, First one, one through twelve, one through ten. I can't see it now. It's up on top of one of my cabinets. Uh, VHS copy of all the WrestleManias in a giant box set. I want to oh say my. it's one through ten or one through twelve. I'll have to look at it. Maybe I'll post it on social media later. My wife did give me that. That's that's the greatest wrestling related gift I ever received. The greatest Christmas the greatest Christmas gift that I've ever received or probably will ever receive. I had a an ornament when I was a kid that somehow got lost, damaged, moved, whatever. Uh, you know, during childhood or whatever. My wife was able to find an exact vintage replica of the ornament online 
and got it for me last year. It's a man on the moon, a round moon, styrofoam moon with an, an U.S. astronaut on it with a flag. Very popular item back in the in the late 70s. And um, my wife got that for me, and that is by far the greatest Christmas gift that I've ever gotten. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, you know, I, it, it, uh, any type of gift when, when a gift is given out of love, whether it's, you know, a, you know, a wrestling DVD or t-shirt or any type of gift at Christmas time is a memorable gift in my opinion. Well, um, I, I think that, you know, growing up like we did in the eighties, um, you know, in the early 80s, Star Wars dominated Christmas and birthdays and, and things like that. And then after Star Wars, it was um, things like, um, I, you know, He-Man and um, Strawberry Shortcake. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, what else did I, I used to get for Christmas? You know what and I remember? Put- I know you remember this. Do you remember getting either the Sears catalog or the oh, J.C. Penny catalog and waiting yes, for the fall yes. one to come out because it had the Christmas in the back. That was that was it right there because, you know, you picked that stuff out because we had yeah. a Sears here in Galax mm-hmm. and of course you yeah. could actually go and order there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I remember oh. waiting, waiting for that catalog to come to the house so we could sit and, and look through it. Oh. Yes. Great Those time. were the days, folks. Those were the days. Yeah, now now we don't have that luxury anymore. We don't have no. that luxury anymore. Do you uh you want to go on and give out the the social media stuff, and then we'll dive into uh to what we've got so far. Sure, and let's dive into our social media. We have uh, George, um, polka dotted elephant, uh, Coles. And he'll enjoy the polka dots for Dusty. Um, on the Twitter tonight, at From the Armory. You're going to follow along with me and Bob and George and Dr. Goose at Circle Sky, at Bob underscore Delph, at Heel, at the Gray Lobster, respectively. You can follow along with our adventures on Facebook, at our official page and the fan page. And you can go on to YouTube and listen to every show that we've done for the last three years. It's all up there on the YouTube. Floating out in the interwebs across yep. invisible lines. How was uh how was your week this week? Well, um, besides getting this crud and I got to see John yeah. day, we uh we went to Winston Salem and saw uh National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in the theater. Okay. It's come back out. Cool. It's the 30th anniversary. Um, I saw it in the theater in 1989. Right. This was, um, I had not seen the movie in a couple of years. I, I missed the year somehow. Not exactly sure how. Um, right. Is that your favorite Christmas movie or is that just one, you oh, know, one of your, no, no. one of your favorites? Um, my favorite is a Christmas story. Yeah, mine too. I don't know who had it. I don't know how you can go wrong with that movie. Well, we'll tell you how to go wrong about it because he hates it. Who? Tracy Myers. Uh, Tracy, 
Tracy is one of the most intelligent men that I've ever met or conversed with in my lifetime. But on this subject, he's a moron. That is a great movie. That's a great movie. What's wrong with him? He thinks what? He thinks it's it's horrible. You know, a little boy wanting a a BB gun and going through all that. And I'm like, you know, I can relate to a lot of that, even though it's 40 years, you know, before my time. Um, it's the so, the passion of the chase of something that somebody wants most. The, the BB's just the BB gun's just a metaphor, Tracy. It could be anything. Now, George, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about this because there's two movies that people bring up and they swear to God they're Christmas movies. Yeah. One of them is Die Hard and the other one is Grim. So I'm not so sure, but I, I am of the belief uh, that or Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I, I know. I just saw the message in the group chat. Gremlins is a movie that is set at Christmas time. It is not a Christmas movie. And I don't know where this – I have no idea where this urban legend that Die Hard is a Christmas movie ever came because from. It's, I, I, because it's, it's at a, Christmas it's, time? It's, Christmas time too, because yeah, come out to the coast, have a laugh. Yeah, it's a no, Christmas. It, That's a Christmas. It is a, they're no, going to. No, it is a movie set at Christmas time. It is not a Christmas time movie. That All makes right, now, sense. George, um, it, it makes perfect sense. The original Grinch. That's not a movie. That's a cartoon. Uh, we're not going to get into this debate on. No, we're not going to have this debate. That's a well, whole other wormhole. He said he's messing with us about Die Hard, but then he said the original Grinch, and I'm like, well, that's a cartoon. That's not really a movie. No, no, no. Ugh. Coles, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Just let it lay. Let it lie. Let it die a natural death. You want to watch Die Hard at Christmas? Watch Die Hard at Christmas. I don't care, but it's not a Christmas movie. Um, So you got to go see National Lampoon and uh, with John had a good time. What else did you do? Um, caught the crud. Yeah. Um, My aunt and I went to a Christmas bazaar on um, Saturday and sold three wreaths, which was three more than we sold last year, but still. Not quite worth all the work that I put into uh, setting up Friday and taking down Saturday. So I do mm. it for her and right. for the community center here in Freeze, but um, it was just not worth it. That wreath business is a tough nut to crack, and people are, are particular about those wreaths. Well, here's the thing, Bob, is that the people that bought our wreaths were not from Freeze or the area. They were from out of town. Because okay. you tell someone, you know, um, this wreath is $20, which if you look at what my aunt does and you go to Michael's, same wreath, they're what was dollars for. And sure. people will shell out that much money to Michael's, but they won't help their neighbor. And the people who bought that, I one guy said, how much is that wreath? I said $15. Then one guy, I got the money out of his pocket and gave it to him. Yeah. But people, from around here, one little old lady said, I'll give you a dollar. A yeah, dollar. I'm sure you would. 
Yeah. It's a Christmas sale, not a flea market. That's what exactly. I'd have told her. I'd have told her to pound salt, lady. Get moving. You're holding up customers. <laughs> Put me in there. I'll 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 sell them Reese. I could sell a picture of myself to my dad. That's how good of a salesman I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how to do that. I'll tell you how to do that. What else? Uh, did you see? Uh, did you see anything wrestling related, or you were all well, on on reef duty? You know, the Carolina Wrestling Awards have come out, and yeah. um, I think you know after looking at that, I think we um, neglected to mention um, a couple people when we gave our best of, and I think. Tracer X is one of the people that we uh, did not recognize. He, um, you know, wrestled for New Japan when they were in the Carolinas. And he yeah. was on, uh, you know, Raw and um, 205. So he's he's had a great uh, year. Um, was he just on Raw this past week on Monday? He was. Mm-hmm. He was the one sure that got was. driven into the mat by Eric Rowan about five exactly. times, right? Yeah. Exactly. See, we mentioned you, Tracer X. We mentioned you. You got <laughs> power bomb five times by Eric 30. Rowan on Raw. Okay. All right. And you know, um, I feel that they did not put George South in the category of wrestler of the year like they should have. But that's just me because George South has had probably one of the best years in his wrestling career this year. The first it's true. two times. For the, the the first and only two time AML you know champion, um, mm-hmm. and I think he proved that you know he still got a lot in the tank, and mm-hmm. I feel as though um, Brett Wolverton didn't get nominated for announcer of the year. I'm not sure why, but you know I, Brett's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he and I have share a love of laughing. It's hard to find a millennial who knows what laughing is, okay? <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, these awards, uh, I was on the uh, panel one year. Uh, uh, that was the year that um, I voted to make, you know, the to- Tommy Thomas, you know, two-time manager of the year. It's some pretty stiff competition this year. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting thing uh, to see. Uh, who's going to be um, winning there? And there's a lot of people that were hurt from by not being nominated, and I get that. But yeah. I do want to mention one thing that you know we've neglected too um, is Palmetto uh, Wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about it a whole lot. That's Ethan Casey's, you know, wrestling school down there. They have their own promotion, and nobody mentioned them at all. So um just want to throw that out there that, you know, they've produced a lot of great talent. Um, they've got a lot of great talent on staff, Ethan Case, Billy Brash, James mm-hmm. Johnson, um, some great stuff they've got going on down there. And, you know, I just feel like maybe because they're not as, you know, high profile as, um, you know, PWX or AML, you know, they've kind of, you know, been in the shadows a little bit. So just want to mention that, you know. Makes sense. That makes sense because, uh, you know, Ethan's a very accomplished wrestler. And like you said, the staff there, and I know Ethan's posted a few things about uh, getting compliments about the professionalism of the students and the staff that are there. So, yeah, a huge shout out to Ethan, uh, you know, and it yeah, keep plugging away at it, you know, and, and you're right. I, I think a lot of times uh, 
other promotions might overshadow some stuff. I did. I breezed through it. Another one I didn't see a whole lot mentioned. Uh, I don't believe I saw CWF Mid-Atlantic mentioned uh, in that. And I'm not sure how many wrestlers from CWF were on that list. Like I said, I breezed through it. I didn't study it. So if I'm talking out of turn or misspoken, I apologize in advance. But, uh, you know, it's a hard uh, that that's a, that's a hard thing to judge given the the number of of talents that are in that given area uh right and and do, and does that cover just north carolina or does that cover north carolina and south carolina because it's, it's listed both. as carolina both yeah so you're talking about yeah. two states worth of talents you know that you're right. trying to that you're trying to recognize or or give props to so uh yeah it's one of those things couple of things that uh that I did see on the radar and we'll tackle one of them probably after after we speak with Lindsay this evening the first one was uh Alberto del Rio's MMA return and he was a uh in MMA before coming to the WWE his return ended in round 1 in a submission against Tito Ortiz I did see that I think it happened like 2 minutes into it uh, I think the last time that he was in a professional MMA fight, I want to say, if I read it right and I'm remembering it right, I thought it was 2010, I think. So, in nine years removed, uh, you know, going in against Tito Ortiz, who is a very accomplished MMA star. Uh, I'm not sure, not sure what the thought process was there other than maybe, you know, money. Uh, but that return ended quickly. The other thing um, that I saw, and I was really ecstatic about this, was that former show guest Barrett Brown uh, debuted for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, people remember we had Barrett on the show. He's wrestled uh, throughout the South, was a part of TCW Wrestling out of Arkansas, and uh, had been traveling back and forth, doing work, going out to the dojo in L.A., coming back. I got to see him in Dallas during the G1 show. He was helping New Japan there. Um, but he gets to debut or got to debut for New Japan Wrestling. So huge, uh, huge shout out to Barrett Brown on that. I know that's something that's been, uh, that he's been wanting to do and something that he's accomplished. So I wanted to say congratulations to him. Um, did you happen to see the video floating around uh, for Impact's Wrestler's Court skit? With Joey Ryan, I did not. You need to see that. That is probably the funniest thing that I have ever seen in really? in video. I, it is absolutely hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And hats off. And and Joey to put it out on Twitter. He credited the the person that helped with the segment and the writer on the segment. It is absolutely side splitting. If you haven't checked it out. You can find it on YouTube. Just simply put in YouTube Impact Wrestlers Court, and it will pull up. Absolutely hilarious. There were two other videos that I watched this week, um, one of which was I watched the Lillian Garcia Chasing Glory interview with Tony Storm. That is probably one of the most honest and sincere and transparent video interviews or interviews, period, that I've seen in a long, long time. I really think that people 
should check that video out. You can go on, on YouTube. Uh, you can find it on Lillian's link on her Twitter. Just put in Lillian Garcia. A really good sit-down interview about an hour long with Tony Storm covers everything from uh, childhood through her uh, NXT uh, UK title run. Even talks about the uh, the picture and video leak. Uh, very, very insightful. I mean, they left no stone unturned. I think people would get uh, a really, a really different spin on things from from Tony. Uh, amazing, amazing performer. Started wrestling at 14. 14. So I think people would uh, would get a lot out of that. The other the other uh, interview that I saw, I saw Chris Van Vliet, uh, who was at WrestleCade this past, past November and also does work for AEW, had an interview with Austin Aries. And on the flip side, the Austin Aries interview... I just got lost over. I, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know where fact begins and and fiction takes over, you know. And 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 Austin himself said it in the interview, you know, about the number of people that are working fans in various angles, forms, subscriptions, clicks, and all that. And you know, I'm, I go back to to something that I think that George South told us. A couple years ago, everything is a work, everything. And I watched that. And it's like, you need to check it out. Even if you just listen to the first half hour of it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think George may have, I think George may have watched it. I'm not sure, but you need to check those out. Those are, those are pretty cool. Um, it's a, it, it was something else. It was something else. Unless I digress. Um, you know, I was thinking about it. Well, we'll get back to that in just a few minutes. I don't want to keep this young lady waiting. Uh, we're very, very excited to be able to uh, bring you our final interview of 2019. And uh was very, very, uh, very happy when Lindsay agreed to come on the show. So if I have this correct, and without any more from me, we'd like to welcome to the show the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. Lindsay, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay for a Wednesday night. Not not too awful bad. Not too awful bad. Uh, with me on the other end of the line is the other co-host of the program, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Lindsay? Hey, Lindsay. It's an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on the show. We certainly appreciate your time this evening. How was your day today? Um, it was pretty good. I made a couple of tattoos and went to the gym and uh, started designing a new T-shirt. Hey. Busy, 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 right? You know, just, uh, <laughs> just trying to pay the bills, that's all. <laughs> I, I understand. A day in the life, correct? A day in the life. Um, we'll go on and get started, Lindsay. I, I was listening to another interview that you did a couple years ago, and you credited ongoing training as one of the keys to continued improvement, both mentally and physically in the ring. What is your training regimen like today? Uh, wake up, go to the gym, spend about an hour to two hours in the gym lifting weights. Um, sometimes, like, I've, I've moved pretty far away uh, from my wrestling training uh, on, like, mm -hmm. a daily basis. 
but I still okay. get to go out and, and get into the ring, you know, at least once a week. And then um, I'm still training uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, uh, yeah, I try to get into doing that, like, at least once or twice a week. And then uh, my work schedule for wrestling is, like, really taken off. So I've just been um, just been really, really busy, honestly. It's been nice, but uh, at the same time, like uh, – kind of wish it would slow down so I could get back to like beating up my friends uh during the week instead of just on the weekends. <laughs> right. Right. No, no, I understand. I understand. You mentioned the the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. For some the transition from one sport to another seems seamless. And for others it can be a struggle. What what advice would you give and what advice did you receive in making that type of a transition? Well, um so, working Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu into pro wrestling, uh, it's definitely made me, like, a better wrestler in some aspects. But then fitting the Jiu-Jitsu into it uh, is definitely a challenge. Like, you have to know, like, how to go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. And That's fair. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, fitting it in, like, the right spots of a match, you know. Um, you can't always just try to leg lock somebody you know you have to like really like fit it in to uh a spot that it's going to tell a good story do you feel more comfortable in doing that now Lindsay, and in, in knowing where to place certain things at in a match yeah for sure um i've been wrestling for almost three years now and mm-hmm. uh it's definitely um i mean don't get me wrong it's still a very challenging job and um you know, to get the the fans behind you or against you and uh, all that is still, like, super challenging because every night it's a different crowd and every night it's a a different, um, pretty much like a different part of the country. So it's it's still challenging, but I definitely feel like I'm a lot better at it now than I was when I first started. You know, I want to jump backwards for a second. You know, you talked about trying to find that balance and, you know, uh, some areas being stressful or, you know, maybe just having, wishing to to have more time in a particular area. Have you received any advice from people within the industry on about trying to find that balance or maintaining a balance? Is there such a thing as balance or a sense of normalcy? Um, not really. They're it's just like <laughs> right. pretty much like go a hundred miles an hour all the time. Um, yeah. and, until like something big happens and then you got to go like 120 miles an hour. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, recently former women of honor champion, Kelly Klein divulged information, including pay scales and concussion protocols and ring of honor, which resulted in her being let go from the company. Do you feel that reclassification of contracted or signed talents from independent contractors to employees is closer to being reality after this information was made public. Is it time to take that step forward for major televised promotions? Do you think? I mean, I would hope so. Like I would hope that, you know, um, this particular situation uh, does kind of set that bar for for televised companies, especially like national televised companies. 
like we have so much going on right now in wrestling and like so much going on with like like all these giant companies that are well not giant but like really big ones that are um televised that have these opportunities to really just turn the business into something that it hasn't ever seen before you know um, right. or it's been a really long time since the golden days of wrestling you know right like since the workers made you know ten thousand dollar paychecks and stuff like that right and that makes sense and, you know and, and kelly's been on this show a couple of times we, we go back with kelly klein all the way back to her original wrestling persona the mary elizabeth monroe character and i was utterly shocked when she divulged that her initial contract with ring of honor was for like twelve thousand dollars and i'm like who in the hell makes twelve thousand dollars on assigned talent for a major televised company like ring of honor something just doesn't add up and it doesn't make sense to yeah. me yeah i mean a lot of a lot of stuff doesn't make sense in wrestling but you know, when you allow it to happen and you don't fight, then, you know, it continues to happen. But hmm. obviously Kelly has fought and she's done a lot of good um, with what she's come out and said. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, it'll end up positively for her. You know, I hope so because she's she's a good person. So Absolutely. <clears throat> I wish nothing, nothing but the best for her for sure. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about as of late in the re- in the wrestling industry is the wrestling industry doing enough to grow the audience base. I mean, we see virtually the same numbers for ratings, same sizes of crowds in certain areas it shows. Are we doing enough to grow that next generation into the audience? I think so. I mean you have all of these different characters appealing to different lifestyles now. And I don't know, man, like take me for instance, like there hasn't ever been someone that's as heavily modified as I am out there, you know? So like, I feel like I reach like a completely different, um, a different like set of people, like a different group of people, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And one of the conversations that we've had is that obviously we've had the women's quote unquote revolution or evolution. Is there a next major step evolution revolution on the right? I'm sorry. You just cut out just a little bit after you said evolution. Okay. Okay. We've had the women's quote unquote evolution revolution do you see another type of revolution or evolution on the horizon and if so what do you think that might be oh man um i mean i just really think that wrestling is evolving like you have completely like different styles of wrestling on tv right now we have like three like well if you want to count like the stuff that we get from Japan and then we have, you know, like the ring of honor style and then we, which is pretty much like a really good, like also Japanese style. And then um, you've got, you know, impact and then AEW for sure. But like everything is kind of like based around like WWE, you know? So I feel like all of these, uh, all these different companies, like they have so much different, people to offer and like different styles to offer that I feel like 
wrestling itself is just getting better and better, you know? So I feel like the whole, the whole business as itself is evolving. I don't think it's necessarily the men or the women that are evolving. I think it's, I really think that it's everyone. At this point, Lindsay, do you feel confident enough to say that you can have a good match with any opponent? I mean, isn't that one of the top aspirations of a performer is to have that ability? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you put me in the ring with anybody right now, I could definitely have a solid match. And I mean, I will be, I will put myself on that, um, on that chopping block, you know, I, I want to fight everyone. I want to be in there with everyone. Like, I don't care guys, girls, whatever. I just, uh, of, I want to be able to like show everyone, you know, what I can do. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because it really is a great segue into my next question. You mentioned guys and girls. One of the internet opinions that has resurfaced is that intergender wrestling at the major televised level is taboo because for some, it dances the lines of domestic violence or violence towards women in general. What are your thoughts on this subject? Well, honestly, like, um, being that I do fight men on a, like, a a pretty regular basis, um, and, I've also, like, dealt with uh, domestic abuse in the past, and, like, I can tell you one thing and one thing only. Whenever I was dealing with domestic abuse, the person that was doing it to me never asked if I was okay. Every time I've worked with a guy, they've always asked me how everything was, if I was okay, after every move, you know? So it wasn't like they were literally trying to hurt me whenever um, the... Uh, whenever, like, the experience that I had in the past was actually trying to hurt me. So, like, I feel like, I mean, it is simulated violence, that's true, but I feel like it's also empowering for women um, mm-hmm. because it shows it shows people that maybe, like, that are going through something like that at the current time being, you know, maybe it shows some kind of light on the situation to maybe like give them some kind of power to fight back. So, I mean, that's all I can really say about that rather than trying to like make it seem like, you know, it doesn't get better or anything like that, or that you can't fight back or that not necessarily in a violent way, but like to maybe like escalate to like leave the situation that you're in or something like that, you know? Right. To be able to take, take control or take, take power back, take your own power back? Does that sound right? Or Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Laura, go ahead. Thank you very much, Bob. Um, changing the direction a little bit, um, why do you call yourself the American Kaiju, and who is your favorite Kaiju? Oh, man. Okay. Um, there's there's so many great kaiju. Godzilla obviously is like the man, um, but absolutely. I uh, I'm a fan of Ghidorah, and um, you know Mothra's pretty tight too. Gamera also, um, but yeah, man, uh, I call myself the American Kaiju because I myself am a monster, and I 
definitely love destroying things across the rings for me. So I felt I felt like there was not a uh, a more fitting name than uh, the American Kaiju, and you know, just being a fan of Kaiju movies my whole life definitely had a um, it had a little bit to to do with that, and the fact that I have Kaiju tattooed on my knee, and I throw a lot of knee strikes, that has a little bit to do with it too. Very nice. I, I like the. <clears throat> the picture you paint when you say, you know, because I'm going to destroy what's across the ring from me. And if surely everyone in the world has seen the Godzilla movie, if you haven't, you need to go stop what you're doing right now and go watch one. Um, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, I love that. I absolutely uh, love that. So um, I'm just curious. Um, what did you think of that Godzilla movie that came out in 2000 with Matthew Broderick? Oh man, that was like, I was like 13 whenever that came out. And, uh, that I thought it was an awesome movie at the time, you know, like going back, like it's not right. like as awesome as I thought it was, but I mean, like being a 13 year old, seeing it in the movie theater with like the rumble seats, because like the rumble seats had just come out. And so like, oh, I was sitting, like yeah. right on top of one. And like, whenever like, he's like stomping and stuff, like you feel like the, your entire like chair is shaking. Like you feel like you're going to get shook out the, out the dang chair. But yeah, um, it was a pretty awesome experience. I remember going to see it with my mom or with uh, my sister and my dad. And um, my mom was at work. But, uh, yeah, I remember specifically going to see that movie because I wanted to go. And my dad gets, like, motion sick. And so he didn't want to go sit in, like, the rumble seats. Right. (laughs) He thought he was going to, like, Ralph everywhere. So um, we had to get, like, a special seat. Like, we had to get seated, like, in a special, like, area so that, like, he didn't have, like, the rumble seat. So, like, he sat, like... Um, a couple rows in front of us, and like me and my sister, we sat in the in the rumble seats. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I wish that I'd had that when I saw it. I I didn't care for it as much because I kind of went into the whole thing of thinking, oh, this is going to be like a an old Godzilla movie. No, 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 it was not. It was so far from mm-hmm. an old Godzilla movie. The one that just Before. came out um, recently. That one was more like an old Godzilla movie. And, like, so many people hated it. And I was like, but that's just, like, how they were, you know? Like, right. it's campy and, like, it's it had silly lines. And I don't know, man. I felt like it was more reminiscent of the older Godzilla movies. I need to see that one. I, I have not seen that. Um, I always watch Kaiju Christmas on El Rey every Christmas. Oh, yeah. So some, a little bit because they'll have... <laughs> All of them, I mean, from, like, the beginning to, like, from the, you know, late 50s, early 60s till you know, up until today. So I, I never miss Kaiju Christmas. Um, how, how many hours? Is it? It's, like, over 90 hours of Kaiju film, right? It, it, yeah. it is. And, and I, I watch it up until probably A Christmas Story comes on TBS because I can't miss that. 24 hours of a Christmas story over and over again. And I'm just curious. <laughs> we were having a conversation about Christmas movies. And so I'm just curious. Let me get your opinions on this. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. 
Oh, hands oh. down. <laughs> no. Is, is Gremlins a Christmas movie? Is what? Gremlins. Gremlins. Um, I mean, I don't think that one's necessarily a Christmas movie. Okay, we got one out of you know one out of two answers. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. How did you come up with that justification that Die Hard is and Gremlins isn't? Okay, well, I mean, I guess because of, like, the Christmas presents and stuff, Gremlins could be a Christmas movie, too. Because, like, isn't that how the kid gets the Gremlin? It's a Christmas present? Yeah. Yeah, he gets, yeah. He gets it as a Christmas present. Oh. So, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess it could be. I guess it could be a Christmas movie then. Yeah. So, <laughs> that should change your mind. Now we're re- we've reversed the decision through uh, instant yeah, replay. Have to, uh, the official has reversed the decision. Um <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're two o there, Bob. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen an interview that you had done um, here recently, and you were talking about dogs, and you really love dogs. So let's talk about your love of dogs. Oh, uh, you saw the Tuesday special. <laughs> right. um, yeah, me and Patrick Price, we were talking about dogs because, like, um, I got well, I was fostering a dog. Uh, that we named Buster Douglas, but um, yeah, it was a foster, <laughs> total foster failure because um, now he's ours, and like we don't want anybody to take him. So, you know, <laughs> that that just that just happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always loved dogs. I've I've had this uh, little Chihuahua now for like eleven years, and she's my girl. Like. I that dog has been through so much with me. Like she's traveled, like all like that dog is more well traveled than like a lot of people I know. Like she's a road tripper. <laughs> she's flown in an airplane before, like a couple times. And um, yeah, like I don't know, they're just such great companions. And uh, I feel like the world would be a lot better if they just went and adopted a dog that you know mm-hmm. they could take care of and love. And I don't know, they just. They're just really sweet little animals. They truly are. I always get um, sucked into watching the dodo clips where they show the. Um, it's like going down a rabbit hole because I watch one, I thought, oh, I'm just going to watch one more. And then, like, oh no, I'm going to watch this one. I'm going to see how this one got rescued. I got to do this. It just. It tugs at your heartstrings. It really does. It does. I honestly, I just watched one, like, right before I got on this phone call, and, um, these little Goldens were at, like, a daycare, and, like, they were hiding underneath a, like, little plastic plaything, and then the guy lifted up the plaything, and, like, all three of them were holding hands. Like, it was the cutest thing ever. I was like, oh, my God. They were hiding underneath the plastic playpen thing, holding hands. That is too Mm. precious. Yeah, it was adorable. I, it's just like the things that make you go all, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm curious, you know, what got you started in wrestling? Because I don't think I've ever heard that story. And what was the appeal for you to become a wrestler? Um, well, I had been introduced to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, uh, I, you know, I always watched Pride and UFC and then you know, I had watched WWE a lot when I was younger with my dad, and um, 
you know, like I would go to school with like these folders that I made with like the rock and like Goldberg plastered all over them and stuff. It was, it was silly, but like, it was what I loved. And then like, I kind of like grew out of it for like a little bit, like a couple years. And then, um, probably when I was in my like early twenties, I got like reintroduced to it. Um, and that pretty much like, I, w- I would say probably in my like early twenties was whenever, um, Sasha and Bailey and Becky and Charlotte they were all you know they had just come from like FCW so they were on NXT and like they were just like starting out you know and um I was just like man it's like these girls that are like pretty much my age they're like out here doing this like I think I can do it and uh I had like a lot of people telling me like no like you you couldn't do that you know like it's you're not uh you gotta like be something else to be a wrestler like you can't do it like you're a tattooer like that's what you do and um I was like determined like I'm like the type of person that like when somebody tells me not to do something I have to do it um that's a good way I don't know if you can tell that by looking at me or anything like that but um (laughs) I have like a little bit of a rebellious streak that just like I, I have to prove people wrong constantly. I'm like, okay, tell me I won't do that. Okay, watch me do it, you know? And um, so I had, like, all of these people. I had uh, people that I worked with telling me that wrestling was stupid, that, like, I shouldn't, like, pursue that dream. And, you know, I was just like, I need to do this. Like, not only because, like, I really, really want to, because, like, I think I would be really good at it, but, like, I have all these people, like, naysaying me, like, telling me that I'm not good enough to do something, and, like, I just, I had to do it, and I had to, I had to be better than, you know, better than, like, the average, so that I would get a look at, or somebody would see me and be like, oh, shoot, like, maybe, like, I could help that person, and, like, maybe I could be, like, a good role model for that person, or, like, that young girl that, like, somebody has like told her no like her whole life and she really wants to like go reach like go for a dream and you know like that I I kind of feel like people need that inspiration they need like that good role model that isn't like a screw up you know like I mean I screwed up a lot in my younger days but like now I try really hard to like ride that tight line you know walk the walk the line like do the next right thing and um yeah i'm i just i want to be like a positive role model for like other people that that just like kind of need that in their lives and like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a young girl it could be like anybody you know but um i have a a young niece and uh i have a little nephew and i just want to like show them like hey like even if you do have a crazy dream like if you work hard enough at it like you will succeed you just have to keep putting in that work and never give up on it and just keep, you know, keep up that, uh, that positivity too. Like you can't like let things get to you. Like you can't let the people that tell you no, the people that tell you that you're not good enough, you can't let them get to you. Yeah, you so, got to show uh, them. Up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to show them what's up. You got to show them what time it is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what 
made me want to start wrestling. And then uh, I was introduced to Jay Lethal. And um, that's how I started training pro wrestling. Oh, wow. It was like after I had um, started, like I had been competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I had won uh, a couple tournaments. And then I met Jay. And uh, Jay was like, oh, shoot. Like, you're you're a shooter. (laughs) And... He was, like, automatically, like, he was cool with me. And then, you know, that and I hit, like, super hard because, like, I didn't know how to throw, like, a work punch at first, you know? Like, I didn't know how to, like, work a clothesline or anything like that. So I would, like, hit the crap out of people, like, all the time. And Jay thought it was, like, the funniest stuff ever. He would just, like, be laughing. And he's, like, because he used to call me Snow. Well, he still calls me Snow. But, like, he was, like, Snow. You gotta, you gotta be easier on them. So I you know, um, like representation them. matters, and it, I feel that you're, you're representing um, a segment of the population that doesn't get represented a whole lot. And I can't believe someone told you. Well, I believe it, but it's just so hard to think that you know someone told you, you know, because you had tats, you couldn't you know, be a wrestler, um, uh, anybody seen, uh, I don't know, uh, Dane Riley or, uh, Carrie Awesome, um, mm-hmm. they've got tattoos every freaking where. And so I'm like, okay, I guess maybe it's because you're, you know, you're a woman, you can't have tats, but, um, um, certainly, uh, <clears throat> you're doing a great job, you know, representing women and, and representing people who want to live a dream that, other people may not think is the best path for them. So kudos for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, the last, my last question is, you know, what do you feel has been the most difficult aspect of being an independent professional wrestler? Um, Probably like the most difficult thing is just getting out there and being able to like promote yourself. I mean, social media does a great job of helping with that, but like if you aren't like the funniest on Twitter, then there's not like a whole lot of people that are going to see your stuff, you know, like getting promoters to see your stuff, getting like people to respect you and what you're doing and, you know, like getting behind that dream that you believe in you know that's probably like the hardest thing because like wrestling can be you know somewhat like territorial or clicky or like if girls don't like you or if guys don't like you then you know like you won't get booked again but like right. you know trying to find that like fine line of like getting along with everyone in the locker room having a good performance like having a good match you know, working your ass off and just showing people like who you are, I feel like it just it just takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. And um if you if you don't have the time to like constantly promote yourself then, you know, that's a that's a huge part of it. Like self promotion is like probably like the hardest thing for me. Because, like, I don't like putting a bunch of stuff. 
I don't like putting a bunch of stuff out there like constantly just because like I don't want people to think like oh she just wants attention but at the same time like I kind of have to because it's my job too so it's like it's a difficult thing to like come to terms with you know <laughs> yeah that makes sense that, that makes sense Girl, um, no, no, I was just, I was, I was just listening because I, I, I was thinking back about, you know, stuff that some of our other guests have said, and, you know, it, one of the guys that's been on this program, that's probably on Twitter just as much as anybody is Joey Ryan, you know, and about using social <clears throat> media to cultivate stuff and, but it, it doesn't do it all. And he's, to me, he is one of the founding fathers of mirroring or tying or bridging together social media and independent professional wrestling and promoting oneself. So that's, that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Um, Lindsay, last thing I have for you is one of our listeners mentioned that you have branched out into the beverage market with Kaiju coffee. Yeah, I uh, I actually have like my own brand of coffee that I've been working on with um, a local coffee shop. They like roast it and brew it for me. I mean, uh, roast it and uh, brew it, but they blend it for me. So it's got okay. like uh, crunchy um, cinnamon. It's got uh, lion's mane mushroom, and it has and it's like African roast. So it's like a medium in between like a medium and like a dark roast. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, I feel like it's super tasty. It's, it smells pretty great. And uh, it tastes kind of like a holiday coffee. So with, with all the avenues that are available to somebody, why, why coffee? What, what was the, what was the draw for the coffee business? So I go into this coffee shop, like literally every day because uh it's right beside my my house so right. i'm like in there every day and the guys just like approached me about it and um it's uh it's called the hemp and coffee exchange give them a plug real fast um but yeah i mean uh jeremy and brett they're like really good dudes and they just wanted to they like support a lot of female um artists and a lot of female like just like strong empowered females pretty much so Mm -hmm. they're just like really about um they're just like really (laughs) big feminists honestly like they support so many women and like in any of their field It's, it's insane but they um they came across the idea of doing a coffee with me and I totally bit it like hook line and sinker I was like yes please I need to do this um, I think that it would be just like a super amazing opportunity. And so I just took off with it. And how's the business going? How, how is it doing for you? Dude, the coffee is like flying off the shelf. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Every, like they've almost sold out of it completely at the shop. There's like two bags left. I have like four bags left right now. We have to roast more. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations on uh, on the coffee. That, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, for fans that want to come out and see Lindsay Snow do her thing, where are you going to be at uh, in the next week or so? What you got coming up? Um, this weekend I have Shine in uh, Detroit. Well, it's like Livonia. And then um, mm-hmm. I have Shine again the, um, on Saturday 
in uh, Chicago. So if you follow Shine at all, like you can go see me this weekend. And then I'm taking the rest of December off for just like some personal time. And then uh, I'll be back at it in January. Awesome. For fans that are interested in Lindsay Snow merchandise, including Kaiju Coffee, uh, where can they find that at? Just hit me up on Instagram at uh, Kaiju Power. So it's K-A-I-J-U-P-O-W-E-R. And, um, yeah, you can purchase, like, 8 by 10s from me, trading cards, um, coffee, and I'll have new shirts out probably for, I'm going to say for Christmas. If not okay. for Christmas, definitely by the new year. Very cool. Very cool. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening and coming on the show and talking a little bit of wrestling and life and coffee with us. We greatly appreciate your time. We had a blast. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate y'all. All All right. Hope you have a, uh, a great holiday and a happy new year. Okay. Same. You too. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) God, you Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) Thank you guys. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. There goes Lindsay Snow, and we'll be back after this brief message. Hey, everybody. Monkhouse Bob. And the lovely Laura. Folks, we've been telling you for the last five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. All the different ways that you can listen to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can hear us on www.fnx.net, where you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. The most important thing is, do you listen? Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Don't miss it. Very cool to have Lindsay on the program tonight. Uh, Quite an interesting person. Uh, A lot of stuff in there didn't know about, didn't know about, and actually had gotten to see her. I've only been able to see her wrestle in person once. I got to see her uh, at Queens of Combat, and she wrestled. You you saw her where? I've seen her at RWA, and I saw Mm -hmm. her at PWX when – we went to see Juice and Thunder Liger. So, yeah, I've right. seen her, uh, you know, yeah. a couple of times. Um, yeah. I do like the whole idea behind, you know, the kaiju. I like that. Mm-hmm. And we'll destroy what's across the ring for me. But, yeah, I mean. I thought, and, I, go ahead. I was going to say, and, you know, there's not a lot of women who look like her in wrestling. And I think that's music. That is true. She has a very unique look, very unique ring presence, as we put in the tagline of this program. I was really taken back by her answer, her response to this intergender deal that, for some, brings about uh, feelings or perceptions of domestic violence or violence towards women. Totally different answer than what Mm -hmm. I thought that we would get that, you know, that it shows that, you know, women can be empowered, not necessarily to stand there and have a fisticuffs with the abuser, but to take back control or take back power over their life to be able to just stand up and say, you know, enough is enough. I'm not going to do this anymore. 
totally different than than what I thought that we might get. That that was very interesting to me. Yeah, because you know, like um, when I was being abused, um, he never asked me was I okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what really got me thinking. You know, it it is predetermined, and you know, intergender matches have been going on for a very long time, and I've you know, being a woman, I never thought it was you know, uh, domestic violence. Never did. Never, never crossed my mind because this was wrestling. This wasn't someone just beating the crap out of somebody, right? You know, um, yes. indiscriminately. It was, you know, this was wrestling. So that's the way exactly. I exactly, exactly. And and I think, I think that people can get caught way, way too much up into this notion or idea that it condones or simulates domestic violence. If we were talking about intergender boxing, if we were talking right. about intergender MMA, then we would be having a totally different conversation. There would be a different tone to the reply that I would give. But again, we are talking about, although tremendous athletes, uh, we are talking about a predetermined sport the outcomes are predetermined in choreographed violence. However, sometimes the outcomes of the violence can be all too real. We've seen that on more than one occasion. Injuries can happen. Anything can happen at any given moment. We all know that. But, you know, I think what, you know, with her, with Lindsay, uh, emphasizing the level of trust that's involved, you know, because the, the things that, that I was told early on, was protect the business, protect your opponent, protect yourself. You know that that's the way that it that's the way that it goes. Um, and I, I think that that gets lost on some people. You know, a lot of times we get what's that old saying: "The empty can rattles the most." We get a lot of that these days on social media and the internet in general, especially when it comes to this particular subject. So. Uh wanted to uh thank Lindsay obviously for for taking the time out to come on the show. Great way to wrap up uh 2019 as far as our our guests are concerned. I was really really glad that we were able to uh to get her on the show. Great speaking with her. Wanted to jump back to something else that came up this week. You know, we were talking about negativity on the internet and all this other stuff. There was a a post that was put out and it kind of caught fire about ACH. You know, we all know about the the whole Jordan oh, Miles thing and leaving WWE. And then uh, on his birthday, ACH got onto Twitter and put out that he was quitting professional wrestling. And I reached out to a couple people that are that are close to the situation in the sense he had said that he was quitting pro wrestling. He was canceling all of his shows. I reached out to some people that. He was actually billed or booked to be on this month and further on out. And the catalyst, it would seem, that on his birthday, he woke up to hundreds of tweets, disparaging tweets, and just became infuriated, uh, which I can understand because we know about the positive and negative aspects of professional wrestling. Uh, Has this guy really quit? I don't believe so. I believe that he's still being billed and booked and listed. 
you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what the answers are for this guy, you know, and, and the one person that I spoke with uh, said that the people just need to leave him alone. And, and I, and I agree with that to a certain degree, but I also know that because you're in a public eye, you're, you just came off of a very high profile release. A lot of people, you know, are, are feeling that he was just trying to get out of the WWE. Other people believe that it was, you know, completely justified. I think it lies somewhere in between myself personally. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this guy. I don't know if, you know, the whole, the whole thing is just blown up to the point where he is having a difficult time managing Managing himself, we'll put it that way. Not managing the situation, but managing himself. Because God knows that we can get on social media any given day and it can see the enormity of the negativity that permeates through professional wrestling. You know, and it, and it goes back to the conversations that we've had on this program ad nauseum about that this shit just didn't happen 20 years ago because there was no damn internet. Right. You know, the, inter- the Internet has allowed everybody an opinion, and they feel that their opinion is right. And because people share opinions and not facts, suddenly opinion becomes fact. You know, and that's that's the downside to the whole situation. I wish the guy nothing but the best of luck. I hope that he finds the happiness and the serenity and the peace of mind that he needs to succeed as a human being. Whether that's in professional wrestling or it's not. Whatever, whatever, whichever way the boat's going to row, dude, go on and do it. That's what I. That's what I think. I was thinking, um, you know, because we're going to we're going to take holiday break. We take holiday break, whether you call it, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is. We're going to take a holiday break like we do each and every year. There are some things that are coming up that we're going to miss you know, uh, to get to talk about one of the things, you know, is the NWA pay-per-view. Another thing would be wrestle. Another thing is wrestle kingdom, which always is a huge show. Be interested to see if access is going to show wrestle kingdom, you know, like the week afterwards, like they did last year. I think it was, I think, I think they did it or did they broadcast it? Did they broadcast wrestle kingdom live? No, because it's a pay-per-view. I think John, um, you know, recorded it because, of course, it comes on here at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was trying to remember how that worked. I can't remember if they showed it like the next day, because I mean, once the stream, if you're if you're subscribed to New Japan, you pay for it, and you download it and it's streamed or whatever, and then you own it. But I, I'm thinking that after that initial offering, I don't know if it was just a you know a buy-in to get more people to get eyes on the product or not have to get get a hold of George and find out for sure but I'm hoping that it's that it's shown. Another thing that'll be coming up um is Impact's pay-per-view Hard to Kill where former show guest Tessa Blanchard will face Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. You know, we were talking about intergender wrestling. It would be the first time if she mm-hmm. wins that a female will hold a company's major title that is not a women's championship, nor an, uh, a championship lo- deemed lower on the rung than the heavyweight championship or the world championship. So no, that's going to be coming wait, up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. You were talking about televised product, right? Yes, televised product. 
WWE, WCW, uh, TNA, Impact, ECW, WWF, any major televised. Right. The reason I make that distinction is because Kimberly won the Chikara Grand Championship, and it was it is there. It is there, right? Right. So I just I'm not taking any Tessa because you know I love Tessa Blanchard, but I just want to make sure that we put this in the proper context. If she wins this title, it's going to be game changing. Absolutely, it'll be game changing. Absolutely, it'll be game changing. It'll be, it would be history making, is what it would be. So there's a lot of stuff coming up. Certainly hope that uh, you know you continue to tune in and watch you know professional wrestling, no matter what what suits your suits your flavor. There's so much to choose from. There's 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 a plethora, Laura, of shows that anybody can watch at any given time, but. To get back to what I was saying, we're going to take a holiday break. This is our time of year so that we can concentrate on Christmas and Happy New Year and all that other stuff. And we will return to the air on January the 22nd for what will be our last seven episodes of this program. So make sure that you're, you know, following along on social media and all that other good stuff. We're going to take a break for for a while and recharge the batteries, and we come back January 22nd, our final seven episodes of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Um, you're going to have a Merry Christmas, right? Of course I'm going to have a Merry Christmas. You, you going to have, have one? I don't know. I might I might have been bad all year, and all I'll get is Cole. And not George Cole's, actual Cole. Well, speaking of George Cole, he brings up that Sexy Star was the Lucha Underground champion. I see, and I knew I didn't say this because I wanted to save. I, I knew he was going to bring it up. George Cole's Lucha Underground is not a wrestling promotion. It was a television show about professional wrestling. Thank you, Ricky Reyes. Yeah, I'm sorry, George. The monkeys didn't play their instruments, their own instruments. They were playing someone else. There you go. Uh, see, there's always there's always a smart ass, even in the group chat. There's some always got to be somebody that's the smart ass. That's why I'm here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I might get a lump of coal. I might get a switch. Who knows what I'll get? But uh, one way or the other, well, if you know I am like that. I don't need to know. Yeah. I, I plan on having a happy Christmas, a Merry Christmas, plan on having a happy New Year. Certainly want to wish all of our listeners out there uh, to have a safe, happy, healthy, wonderful, amazing <clears throat> Christmas or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. Around here, we say Merry Christmas, y'all. I don't know what you say in your area. We say Happy New Year, all that good stuff. So, uh, from myself to Laura and to George, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I hope you have a uh, a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful new year. Okay? We got one more thing, though, Bob. I didn't... What do we got? I want to plug Battle Cake. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about yeah. that. It's going to be Team Riddle versus Team Bit Don. If Chris Riddle wins, he's economically five minutes alone. No holds barred. I'm going to do my dead level best to make it. It is three days after Christmas. It is December 28th. 
it is in uh, actually it is in Burlington, North Carolina. It's not in Gibsonville. It's not in Gibsonville. Okay. Um, let me. It's at the um, Positive Attitude Youth Center in Burlington, North Carolina. Um, it looks like it starts at 7 p.m. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to try my dead level best to make it. Um, it is probably about 100 miles from me. Is that still going to be streamed on Twitch? No. It will not be streamed on Twitch. As far as I know, it will not be. The only way you're going to be able to see that is to is to be there live. Wow. Okay. And we'll try to get confirmation of that and put it out on Twitter uh, before the uh, before the event happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Damn it. I I hope that's on Twitch. If it's not, need somebody with a cell phone to get some video for sure. Somebody, anybody. Going. He he actually has his ticket, so he's going. So he'll need to okay. provide us with some uh, cell phone footage if I'm not able to uh, go there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Do uh, you have anything you'd like to add before we call it a night? No, I just quit. I want to wish everybody um, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, a joyous Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and just to share my view on the whole thing about what it's proper to say. Whatever you say to me, I'm going to say it back to you because you took the time to speak to me and to wish me well. You're not going to insult me by saying something that I don't celebrate. I'll just share the sentiment with you. And I think that if other people would do the same, Christmas would mean this time of year period would mean a lot more than what it does. Folks, we thank you for listening to this episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're here every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. We're on every major podcast platform known to mankind. And check us out at www.fnx.network. Folks, uh, we hope that you enjoy your holiday season. Be safe. Be well. We will return here on January the 22nd. And remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. been listening to live from the armory wrestling show the premier podcast of indie wrestling listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory we're also streamed worldwide on www.fnx.network and we're also available on stitcher you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.